EastEnders fans and welcome to another episode of Albert Square After Dark, your weekly EastEnders podcast. This week discussing the episodes broadcast between the 14th and the 17th of August 2023. Hello there, you lovely people. I hope you're well. Uh, joining me as usual is the delightful, and on this occasion, very colourful Re. Hello, colourful Re. How are you this week? Hello, not colourful Rob. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. No, I mean, if... opposite, could we? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're just listening on this, remember you can always stick it on YouTube so you can see our lovely faces. But this week, fashion wise, we've decided to because it's quite hot, so we're both in t-shirts, and I'm just in a plain black t-shirt, and Rhea has gone like proper color, like tie dye type thing, like she's off to a festival. Like you're off to Glastonbury. I don't know why or I just did that dance there, but very <laughs> like, yeah. like you're in a festival. <laughs> do the do the flowery dance. Um, how are you this week, Rhea? I'm. I, I all, all I'm really leading up to here is the fact that I want to show off my new mug. Okay. Just look at the size oh, of this mug. Do it. Look at the size of this mug. It's almost the size of my head. I love it. It's such a you mug as well, the writing on it. And for anyone who's listening, it says, I'm kind of a big deal, which obviously Rob is. So it's the perfect mug. State the obvious, you know. And I'm kind of, of a big mug as well. So it, it, work, it works both ways, doesn't it, really? Yeah, I didn't want you know. to say, but yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> hey, right, Rob, yes, sorry. Sir. No, yes, before yes, you sir. go on. Yes. What have you just been doing before we started recording? Well, I just I just did an interview with radio with BBC Radio Kent. They were very keen to hear my views. Um, no, I just did <laughs> just an interview uh, with BBC Radio Kent. So if you're in the Kent area, have a look online. I'm sure it's on there somewhere. Um, and we were talking about the Alfie storyline that was uh, that began this week, which we shall be discussing uh, in full when we get to it. Um, this week kind of. Uh, busy old week but at the same time not too many stories going on it was quite focused on uh, a couple of big stories and then that was about it so um i'm looking forward to discussing it it's been an interesting old week uh, and we also had a trailer revealed this week for the ultimate return of ian and cindy so if you haven't seen that yet please go search it out because it's very very exciting uh so we'll be discussing that later but uh this week's uh, East Enders Re, let's start discussing it, shall we? So we will start this week with discussing uh, Anna, Bobby, Freddie and Bernie. It's Bernie's 21st birthday. I have to say, I'm surprised. I thought I thought Bernie was older than 21. I don't know why I thought that. It's not like Claire Norris looked particularly old. I just thought that Bernie was older than that, you know? We we mentioned this before, didn't we? Because yeah. I had to think in my head, oh, she's the same age as Tiffany. Tiffany's still six years old to me anyway. But then but yeah, like, she, wow, uh, yeah. Tiffany, to you, <laughs> Tiffany's still stuck on a wall arguing with Zainab, isn't she? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Obviously she's not, but no. yeah, it is weird that she's 21. No. I thought the opposite. I was like, God, as if she's 21. I know. But um, so Bobby has decided to organise for Bernie a cider, cheese and chess party, <laughs> which sounds banging it gets to a point though where you where you get to a certain age and you think i wouldn't mind going to a side of cheese and chess party that sounds that sounds yeah. all right sounds all right i could do that um and he but basically the only reason that bobby really wants to organize all of this for bernie is so, so that he can spend more time with anna uh and anna is sort of a bit more distracted this week because uh she at one, well, at one point she gets a, a text message from gabriel the detective <laughs> I love Gabriel, the detective. Uh, he um, he turns up and basically tells Anna that he has got a number for Cindy and that it's been triangulated as if that were a thing. <laughs> Triangulating mm-hmm. a phone number? I've not heard of that before. What does that mean, Re? to triangulate a number? That you discover where it is, the location of it. What's that got to do with triangles? Is it something to do with the satellite and finding it on a map? I feel like I've seen it on um, what's it called that one on Channel Four, The Hunted. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh maybe. And yeah, it's basically it's basically locating where a phone number's been in um, use. Like you can so... a bit like an IP address on a computer. Oh uh, okay. Well, this phone, this phone that has been triangulated uh, is a recently active number apparently. So. Mm. Anyone would think that Cindy might be on her way back soon to Walford. Go and have a look at that trailer. It's really, really exciting. Um, Can I just say what I did love about him passing this information on? Yes. Was how he slid into the bench next to her. He does. Like somebody might be 
watching. Yeah. Gabriel, at all times. I imagine what I imagined happened was that Gabriel <laughs> was hiding in that bush that was next to it until Anna turned up. He was camouflaged quite heavily in the bush and then sort of revealed himself. And then once they'd had the conversation, he kind of slinked back into the bush again. <laughs> like that meme of Homer Simpson where he goes, Yeah, to yeah just kind of disappears yeah. slowly into the bush. Gabriel's hilarious. Yeah. I don't care what he anyone is. says. <laughs> he is. I agree. Um, but anyway, so Anna is kind of fairly distracted this week. Uh, and mm. what's interesting is that she has started kind of talking to Freddie more about what's going on. Because obviously they have this thing with them both having looked for a parent in common. And I think it's brought them a little bit closer together. And Bobby has noticed this. And Bobby is concerned that Anna actually fancies Freddie more than he could more than she could possibly fancy him. Now, what do you think about this? Do you think there is a potential there for Freddie and Anna? I think we're certainly being led in that direction. Um, yes. I could see it. Are they going to create a triangle? You like your triangles, Rob? Is it going to be a little uh, triangle <laughs> that hint, there, was it, do you reckon? Think? That's why they yeah. use that word. Yeah, it maybe. What's to come? Um, well, there's always clues at the minute. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I genuinely don't think that Freddie would do that to Bobby. My Anna's under I don't obligation. think he would, but I don't think he would, but I could see it developing where it's like it starts getting a bit more difficult for him to not. And Maybe. That, they, that we start seeing that they've got a connection and that she just looks lovingly at Bobby like an a like a, a brother almost. I mean the thing is, if you, know. remove, if you remove Bobby from the equation, you could actually look at mm. Freddie and Anna and think, actually, yeah, you two will be quite good together. You know, you both kind of you yeah. kind of you both have got that sort of almost naive attitude through life, you know, sort of just breeze through life quite cheerfully and happily. You know, yeah. you've both got the parent thing involved. And, you know, normally when something as emotional as that is a similarity between two people, it can bring them together because they've got that instant connection with mm-hmm. that. So it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, at the same time, I don't think that, I genuinely don't think that Freddie would do that to Bobby. I would be very surprised if he, if he would. I don't think he would, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was something that starts building. Having said that, as you've already mentioned, we know that a certain Ms. Beale is on her way back, slash Ms. Knight. Yes. So would they build building that storyline up in the background? Might be a bit too Well, this is true. This is true. Know. You know, the, the more interesting thing here is for Bobby and Anna to kind of get into a relationship, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. I will be very interested to sort of see how that plays out. Um, but talking of romance, uh, at... Um, the cider cheese and chess party at uh, bernie pulls <laughs> she, bernie, bernie, yeah she bernie. does go on bless her. good good it's nice to pull on your 21st birthday i pulled on my 21st <laughs> but i pulled on oh my did 21st you Rob? Birthday. oh i did yeah 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 i was just thinking were we friends then but i don't know if we it was our first year that would i don't know if we i don't know if we'd oh. met because it was in our first year of uni my 21st but yeah we possibly have we possibly have met because we'd have done a few we'd I'm have done sure. a month we would have done a month at uni before that so I don't know whether... Oh, no, that will have just been as when we met randomly that time in the queue. Yeah. yeah okay. if you, if you, Sorry, we're you, digressing here. If you, well, if you've not heard the story about how me and Ree met, we don't know. <laughs> like, we met in a I have a queue. photo. <laughs> we have got a photo, but we don't know what was going on in that photo. We've got no idea of any context or anything. We just know that we were in a photo. I just, I just remember seeing this guy and thinking, he's right in front of him. I think I'd like to be his friend. And then I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you saw me. So yeah, it's uh, there we are. Then. Um, so do we think we're going to see this girl, um, that Bernie snogged again? Is this the start of a romance with Bernie? I'd like Bernie to have a romance. I'd like her to have one. She, God, she needs her own storyline instead she of does. being the cafe busybody. Like, it suits her the cafe busybody, but yeah. we need more substance behind that as yeah. well. Like. Yeah, I do well, like it, but she's not doing anything else other than that at the minute. So particularly it would with, be very um, nice. Yeah, particularly with Karen leaving soon. You know, Bernie needs yeah. something to kind of keep her going if she's staying around. So, yes. Definitely. It was very odd, I thought, that Karen was that there kind of uh, almost cheering her on from the sidelines when she saw that Bernie was kissing this girl. I don't yeah. know whether I could cope with that. <laughs> to like, go on, girl. Here's my girl. Here, get in there. Hey. I, I, <laughs> No, too much for a mum to be doing that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I imagine, can you imagine? You met your partner and your mum no. sat there in the background going, go on, girl, go on, get in there. Uh, Stick your tongue in. No, thanks. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, no, very, no. very odd. Um, yeah, and that was about it for that, really. So it's, I, I'm sort of curious as to where the Anna, Bobby, Freddie thing is going to go. I think you're right. Mm. I think they are going to focus more on, Bobby and Anna, and I have to say, I really, really ship Anna and Bobby. I really, really like them as I really like them I as a pairing. I really do. Yeah. So, and obviously, that's going to be difficult going forwards with uh, who's returning. Mm. 
maybe it's yes. just that maybe this week we've just seen that Anna's genuinely felt that connection with Freddie because of the parent thing and she just wanted to be his friend because yeah. I could actually see Freddie and Gina working. Maybe. I don't know whether... Freddie and Anna. I mean, it would be quite neat, I suppose, for the two best friends to get with the two sisters and then further down yeah. the line you can do some sort of affair storyline. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I can't imagine... Bobby and Freddie doing that to their prospective partners at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, it would be quite neat. I don't know yeah. if Freddie and Gina will be massively well suited though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I wonder if Gina's maybe a little bit too angry for Freddie. I, I, I can't imagine yeah, Freddie wanting could to. Yeah, but Bobby, Freddie, Freddie could calm it down though. Yeah, but how often? I don't know. Maybe work? I'm just seeing it as the pairings. Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it don't remains. Know. It remains to be seen because I remember. I do seem to remember that when the girls first arrived, like obviously Freddie and Bobby were sat there on the outskirts, kind of going, "Oh, fifties, fifties have arrived." So maybe, mm. maybe. But I don't know. Let us know in the comment section below what you think about the potential for these the pairings between those four. A mysterious woman has arrived on the square, uh, and she is called Kaz, and she is looking for Eve. Um, now, what straight away, what I enjoyed with this, when Kaz first arrived, was when she went into the cafe, and she was asking uh, for Eve, and Suki was there, and Suki was instantly ready to rip her face off just for asking. <laughs> she was like, why? Why? Yeah. What do you want Eve for? Uh, what she wanted you, she'd give you a number, wouldn't she? <laughs> like, going at her like a little chihuahua. Quite enjoyed that. Um... But you're instantly kind of like, well, what does this woman want? Why could she possibly want Eve? Now, Eve, when she hears that there's a woman looking for her, she instantly thinks, oh, well, it must be some woman from Pride that I nearly pulled. Must be that. Um, now, this is this all goes very odd at, at one point, because this woman, Kaz, obviously, this woman, it is revealed that she is the woman who killed Eve's sister in the hit and run that we had a discussion about months and months and months ago. It was just like the one scene, really, where we, got, where we kind of got discussed. Um, and it was interesting that this woman turned up... First of all, she gave the, the false name Amanda rather than Kaz. So it was kind of like she was clearly quite scared of having this discussion with, with Eve. Um, so they go on this date, which again makes you question, like, what was she planning on doing? Like, how far was she going to go with the date scenario? Seeing as though she's apparently a married well, woman. She changed her mind, didn't she? Because she introduced yeah. herself as Kaz at first to Bernie and yeah. Suke. Yeah. And then when uh, Eve actually walked in... It was. I think it was more the fact that Eve made the assumption that she was the woman from Pride. So then she went, "Okay, yeah, let's roll with that." Yeah, actually, let's go with that. Now that you're yeah, here, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm Amanda. But also, how drunk were Eve that she didn't rec- like oh. click that you were a completely different person? We've all been there, Ree. I've done that. Oh, have we? Yes. Yeah. You know, I've I've had nights where I've you know I've pulled about six people in one night sometimes, Ree, and I've got no idea who any of them have. were. You know, it's just. You won't recognise them in a lineup next day. Read the mug, Ray. Read the mug. Fair. I'm kind of a big All right, deal, then. you know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish, Ray. I wish. Um, but anyway, so this woman, um, but they go on this date and it's not going well because Eve's kind of just like, we're not talking much. This isn't much of a date, so Eve just kind of gets drunk instead, uh, and then eventually, uh, Kaz confesses who she is, and it does not evoke a good reaction in Eve whatsoever. Understandably, I think, you know, to be confronted with this woman who is responsible for a lot of what has happened in Eve's life, you know, this is the, this is what kind of caused uh, her relationship with her parents to just disintegrate, you know, because she got chucked out because she was blamed for it. I mean, thrown in, I think, with a little bit of the fact that it sounds like her parents were a bit homophobic as well, so it was kind of all, but it it sounded like this was the main kind of cause of it. Uh, And she hasn't spoken to her parents since we discover, which just make me wonder if we're going to meet Eve's family one day. I'd be interested to sort of meet the unwins. Yeah, that would be good, actually. Yes, I wonder if we will. Um, and, yeah, it's... At first, once she's kind of got over the initial shock, um, you know, they start kind of having a conversation. Because um, Kaz has, like, done time for this. Like, So it's not as if, like, she evaded justice or anything. Like, she's, like, she's done time for it. She's She's been released. She's got a husband and she's trying to, like, sort of move on with her life. But I think Kaz wanted to kind of get some closure about the whole thing and believed that Eve deserved this closure too. So she decided to kind of meet up with it and reveal who she was. And once Eve gets over the initial shock, they start having like conversations and, you know, start talking about her sister and memories like that. But then Kaz accidentally drops the fact that she was drunk behind the wheel. And that completely and utterly sends Eve into freefall. Um, 
there was a lot going on with the Eve storyline this week. Uh, we should also discuss Suki, who um, as she starts, she starts getting dizzy spells. Now, did you what did you think was actually going on here when she started getting these dizzy spells? Because I wasn't sure I... at first. I was really confused. I thought, I actually thought, oh, she's going through menopause. That was my first, that linked with the hair loss, because I know that can happen due to hormones. Oh. So I wondered if it was that, but I think it's implied that it's just because she's so heartbroken yes. by breaking up with Eve, and it's the stress of well, it. Well, so I think it's... that's what we're supposed to be believing. Yeah, because Vinny gets her a, uh, a sort of a salon trip, because Vinny's yeah. realising that I need to make up for quite a lot of things here. I'm clearly responsible <laughs> for everything that's gone on here so he kind of treats her to a salon day and, and Suki goes and Denise starts giving her a head massage and then starts pulling Suki's hair out in clumps which Suki's horrified by understandably um so she goes to the yeah. doctors and she basically kind of it, it's it's basically implied that she's kind of really 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 stressed Suki basically reveals that she hasn't been sleeping eating her eating, kind of yeah. her heart rate is kind of going at, at the, like the clappers so it's it's interesting, but then I've seen some theories online as to what this actually could be about. Some people, some people, I don't know, I'm not saying that I agree with these theories, but there's a couple of theories going on online that then this might have something to do with Nish, and that Nish might be poisoning her or something like poisoning that. Poisoning her? Yes. Saw that theory. That's... Yeah, because he mentioned, he went, oh, did you not, um, what's it called, a lint roller? Did you not lint roller your clothes today because she had hair? So was that a clue? Yeah. That... He yes. is aware that there's something going. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. But would the doctors not pick up on that? Because what what did the doctors check her for then when she well, went I, in? I, I think the, the doctors actually just kind of did a blood pressure test and sort of uh, things yeah. along that line. So it's not like they did blood tests. I don't think like they sort of just because obviously blood tests you need to wait for the results and stuff, don't you? I don't think you can get blood yeah, test exactly. results back immediately. Yeah. So yeah, I think they just kind of gave her a blood pressure test and sort of checked stuff like that. So I don't know whether they would immediately find anything going on with that i don't know whether this is true or not i don't know if it's would, but that, always... be a, would that be a, an adequate test to do though considering that she's pretty know. much passed out yeah well uh, this is what i mean i don't know i mean there's a lot of reasons why mm. you could suddenly pass out here like and he kind of listed them you know heat exhaustion stress virus you know all that sort of thing so mm. i don't know how in depth they would go with the testing if okay, she, if they enough. suspected that there was something else going on, they probably would have sent her for more tests, but they didn't do that. He kind of basically just gave her a right. prescription. So I assume that he thinks that she is just going through extreme stress at the moment. So it's, and I, I'm more inclined to believe that in all honesty, because we know that Suki's in a very stressful situation at the moment. Mm. You know, obviously being in a relationship with Nish is enough to drive anybody to stress. So it's, and having Vinny as a son is enough to drive anybody to stress, <laughs> to make anyone's hair Yeah, but you know out. what? Now you've told me that theory that's knocking around, I won't be that surprised either. Because well, he has I think been a it's quiet, Arnish, hasn't he? Nish has been quiet for a few background. weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this, the, the Nish element to this story has kind of been a little bit quiet now for a little while. Um, but there was also obviously that theory going around that Nish is fully aware of what's going on between Eve and Suki, that he has had a suspicion about that for a while. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with that, I can sort of, if Nish was going to go down the poisoning someone's route, I could sort of see him doing that more with Eve than he would with Suki. I feel like yeah, he but would... Suki's easier for him to do it to, isn't she? It is, but Suki's the can, one that he wants yeah. to keep, you know. So unless... I know what you're saying. I don't know. I I don't know if it's true mm. or not. I mean, let us know in the comment section what you think. I think it might just be a stress thing at this point because it's understandable that she would be that stressed considering the situation that she's in. Mm, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. More to come with that one, I think. Um, meanwhile, of course, um, Stacy and Theo is still kind of going on in the background now. Theo is trying desperately to spend more time with Stacy and sort of taking her out for drinks so they can discuss Lily's assessment. Um, such a creep. I hate him. such a creep, him. isn't he? He's I know. I he's, a gr- he's a really, really good villain. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Um, but this actually did... The thing is with the Theo stuff, this actually did push it into moments where I felt that Stacy was a little bit out of character this week, I have to say. Because I'll explain... Yes, I'll you explain why. Yes. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. I think it's. We'll explain why. Because obviously, when Eve discovers exactly who Kaz is and what had happened on the run up to her sister's death, the fact that she was drunk, Eve is in free fall, gets drunk herself, and becomes angry and aggressive. But we sort of see the reason why Eve might have ended up in prison at the first time when we first met her, you know, and why and how she met Stacey in the first place. Because Eve was in prison originally for assault. 
And the way that Eve gets this week, you can kind of see how that might have happened <laughs> because she yeah. bursts into the Slaters, like really drunk, really angry. St- Stacey's trying to do something nice and kind of um, framed the picture of uh, even her sister for her. She sees that, it triggers her. She goes mental. They've made cakes for a social worker for Lily. They end up on the floor because Eve just kind of smashes the kitchen up. And Theo is basically dripping poison into Stacey's ear and saying, well, do you really want this woman around Lily at the moment? You know, your grandchild's about to arrive on the scene, Stacey. Eve is clearly unstable and unpredictable and is clearly, you know, very aggressive. Do you want someone like that around your grandchild? Do you? Do you? And so Stacey's reaction is to say to Eve, right, well, do you know what? Actually, yeah, I don't know if I do want you around my, my upcoming grandchild, so you need to leave. And chucks her out. Having spent the week saying that Eve was family and how she's her best mate and how she is clearly going through a lot right now, I was unconvinced by this, I have to say. I don't think Stacey would have done that. Yeah, that's the bit that doesn't ring true, how she's been so supportive of her all week and then Eve has one little blip, let's be honest. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe kick her out for at night because you're a bit annoyed because, yeah. you know, it could have gone a lot worse with social worker and I don't yes. want to look at you right now, I'm angry. But to kick yeah. her out permanently, like Theo was implying that she do and saying, oh, she's a bit too unpredictable. And right how Stacey now, implied she? was exactly what was going to happen at the end of the week, like saying, I don't know if yeah. you can live here anymore. It was, the thing is with something like this is sometimes when a story is happening involving a villain such as Theo... Mm. Sometimes what happens is that in order to make the villain's story play out, the people in the within the villain story need to act a little bit stupid and a little bit out of character and are very naive and sort of mm. overly naive in order for the villain's story to be able to play out. You know, it's a bit like when you're watching a slasher movie and the victim of the of the of the killer has to run into like a dark basement. Or something like they have to act like an idiot yeah. in order for them to be, in order for the villain to be a villain, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so, and sometimes you're kind of watching that and you're thinking, come on, that's Stacy would not, yeah, would, would not, but that has to happen in order for Theo to be able to be the ultimate mustache twiddling villain for his story to be able to, be, to play out convincingly, mm. I guess. But it sort of makes you because the thing is, if you look at Stacy's history, like Stacy is Stacy has has had times like this where she has done something, something that's happened to her more than yeah, that, yeah, exactly. You know, mm. and gone and gone a bit mad. And all Eve was doing really was reacting to the fact that she's just met her sister's killer. Like, how would Stacey have reacted in that situation? How would anybody have reacted in that situation? You know? I mean, it's definitely showing that Theo's having more of an influence on Stacey than we thought then, because had she not had that yeah. chat with Theo, I don't think that she would have kicked her out, to be fair. I think she would never in a million been, years. She'd have still been angry and then she'd have been like, right, come on, how can I help you? But instead it were, you know, I told you you shouldn't have done that. And then you still went and did it, you know. Stacey said yeah. to her, "Don't go and meet up with her." You still did it. I don't know. I also thought Stacey were a bit out of character with how she's been with Theo. Generally, she's been a bit, she's been a bit too nicey nice with him this week. I thought, and I were, and I were like, "This doesn't seem like Stacey. Why are you being so yeah?" I mean, nice thing to him? Is, I don't the know. Thing is, the thing is with Stacey and Theo, like it's. I can just I I was I was getting the fact that Theo ha- is basically still around because Stacy is allowing him to still be around because of what he's doing for Lily. I got that. I bought that. That that's absolutely fine. That and that felt within yeah. character for Stacy to to kind of put up with this man who's a little bit kind of weird and a little bit sort of awkward okay, to be around yeah. because he's making Lily mm. happy and he's he's giving Lily a sense of accomplishment because she was feeling bad about herself because of the fact that she was pregnant and not going to school properly. I get all that. That's absolutely fine. But for Theo to be able to influence Stacey to chucking Eve out of the house because she had one aggressive outburst, to me felt like that was the case, that Stacey was just being written a little bit naively so that Theo could have the upper hand in the situation, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I sort of wonder whether... Because Martin's away at the minute, Jean's away at the moment, so I wonder if those two had been around, whether this would have played out exactly the same way. That's no. true. That's a very good point. And I also think he's going to start up in the um the stalker side of things. Well, he obviously does. She's not got Jean and Martin there at a minute. Yeah. And then she won't have Eve. So then who's she going to rely on? I mean, 
Harvey's there. Is she going to kick Harvey out next? Is he going to convince the, uh, her to do that? I mean, yeah. I mean, what is Theo's ultimate plan here? You know, yeah. he, is he just basically trying to get her to kick out the entire family? So I mean, it's just yeah. it's just him and Stacey and Lily there. I can sort of see him imagining wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, like I say, you know, I am enjoying the Stacey, the Stacey and Theo story. And I think it is a good story, but it is just one of those moments where you kind of have, it's a little bit frustrating that Stacey is being naive yeah. enough to believe everything that he's saying, you know? And if they hadn't had that date where Stacey was kind of like I'm actually almost borderline uncomfortable with your company <laughs> then you know yeah. it, would, it would sort of feel a bit weird because normally Stacey's a little bit more on the ball than this with, with men you know so mm. hey, yeah, there you go I mean I, I, I don't believe that this is going to be like the end of Stacey and Eve's relationship or anything no. like that because they are too close to this and not. actually and no not at all and I think actually once Stacey calms down I can sort of see her Going actually, you know what? Don't, come back, come back. All is well because I think she will see Eve basically going through some stuff at the moment, and she will take sympathy with her again and feel bad about chucking her out, and it'll and it'll all be fine yeah. that way. But what's interesting also, I think, is that Eve now will have will have Theo's number because Theo was being an ass to Eve basically all week. So I think he he's he's basically played his cards wrong there because he's he's displaying his obnoxiousness to the wrong person. I would think. See, I don't know about that. I thought that because there was the scene earlier in the week when they were having a drink at the Vic, and I yeah. thought, oh, Eve's got his number mark. Yeah. Then when she kicked off mm. later in the week where she smashed everything off the table, it was actually Theo said to her, it's all right, everything will be okay. Yeah. And I thought he didn't really say anything out of character, but it was like it triggered something in her that it was specifically him saying it. Yes. Yeah. But also... Eve did turn around to Stacey at one point this week and go, you do realise that Theo's just try- basically still trying to get into your, into your yeah. pants, don't you? So this is what I mean. Eve has, Eve is with it. Yeah. Once, and once Martin gets back, I feel like Eve and Martin will be working together to bring Ooh. Theo down, I think. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, what's Theo going to do once Lily has had the baby? Is she going to carry on having tutoring? Well, exactly. I can tell you now, she ain't going to be in any fit state <laughs> to really be taking anything in once she's had that baby, okay? Yeah. Maybe not for, maybe not for a year and a half. Maybe not for 10 years, really. She tries the, the, to sleep through. The rate it's going for you recently. <laughs> maybe not mm-hmm. until she's 15 will she be ready to. This kid is 15 that, years don't old. Say that, don't say that. <laughs> It'll be fine, Ray. You're a great mum, and you'll just be you're <laughs> just you've just got a child you've just got a child who's being a child at the moment. You're doing very, very well, and I'm very proud of you. Okay, Thanks, you're Rob. gonna you're Thanks, gonna do Rob. all right. It's all right. Thanks for the agony amp pep talk. Thank That's you. all right. It's what I do. <laughs> a moment of Rob chat. It's all good. Yeah. Uh so yeah, there we are then. So yeah, mild frustration, I think, with Stacey's naivety, but I think it can be picked up again. And I think once Stacey has sort of rightened herself. I think she will think, why am I listening to Theo? Like, Eve just come back and all will be well, I think. Because bearing in mind also, Stacey and Eve have still got to work together in the back van. So what's she going to do, fire her from that as well? Well, actually, do you know what? I've got a bit of a theory I was just going to ask you. Do you think yeah. this is the end of Kaz? Because I actually think that Eve might go a bit off the rails. And it right. might, it, maybe that she does, that Stacey oh, is like, no, you goes can't up- come back. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering, why have they introduced Kaz just for this week? Is Kaz mm. going to be staying around and winding Eve up more? And is she actually just going to go fully off the rails after hearing all this? Maybe. I don't know if I was if I was Kaz, I don't know if I would stay around. Like, I'd done my I bit. Mean, you know, I've, mm. I've done my bit and that's the reaction. So clearly I now need to go away and sort of listen to... to because even Stacey turned around to her and said, yeah, go now, you're Bye-bye. done. Now, goodbye. Yeah, so I wonder. I don't. I don't know if Kaz will be back. But you make a good point in the fact that I can sort of see Eve in this state, wanting to mm. avenge her sister's death. And yeah. seeing as though Kaz has already done her time, in Eve's mind, I think there will only be one path of justice available to her. So maybe Eve will be proving mm. Theo right. I don't know. We shall have to wait and see. Uh, so, yeah, some very interesting stuff there. We'll have to see how that all plays out in the coming weeks. Um, final story, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. And we move on now to Alfie. So on to the final storyline of the week. And this is Alfie. And he has his diagnosis. It was revealed this week that Alfie is going to be diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, now, interesting storyline for someone like Alfie and 
I wonder what the what the initial response to that was with you, Ray. Like, what did you think when you first discovered that this was heading for towards Alfie? What did you think? Um. Well, we were discussing it last week, weren't we? Saying that we thought it could potentially be heading mm. that kind of way. Yeah. Um. I actually. I mean, obviously, it's awful that this is what's happening to his character, mm. but I much prefer Alfie when he's being in a more serious role and serious yeah. capacity. Yeah. I have been hating Alfie upon his return, I'm not going to lie. Okay. But this week, because he's been doing a more serious thing, I think Shane Ritchie is so good at it. Yeah. I actually think that's what he's better at. So I think it's a really good move for his character. Um, Obviously not in respect of having cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I did, I did work, but the only thing is, is it a bit too soon after Lola? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I mm. think the thing is with that, it's a very easy kind of quick thought to go to. It's like, oh, wait, haven't they just done cancer? You know, it's, and haven't they just done cancer incredibly well, in all fairness as well? Like, the Lola storyline yeah, is an absolute definitely. triumph and a masterpiece, you know. But the thing is with this, it's a very, even though the connection of cancer is still there, it's a very, very different story, I think, because I think what this story is mainly going to be about is the showing to the audience. A, it's a conversation about men going to the doctors because men are notoriously bad about going to the doctors. OK, um, and, al- and also what I think this is about is prostate cancer is one of those that if you catch it early enough, it's got a really high curability rate. So I think it's about giving that really kind of important message of. Right. So these are the symptoms. Uh, and if you're experiencing something like this, go to the doctors because it it may well be okay if that's what is going on with you. So it's, I think, a really, really important story to tell to men that are watching. Because like, I say, men are terrible at going to it. I'm terrible at going to the doctors. You know, I haven't been for years. So it's it's a very important thing to sort of tell men and sort of show the symptoms. And I think also important to give a character like Alfie this storyline because somebody who is quite affable. You know, and it's sort of doing that kind of thing where it can show that it can happen to anybody. Um, and also, the, the really sad statistic is that, you know, yes, it may well be that they have just done cancer. But the I think the latest thing is that maybe one is a really, really, really low ratio about people who will experience something to do with cancer in their life. Like one in two yeah. or something terrifying like that. You know, so yeah. it's... It you you can hardly say that they're do that they're repeating themselves because it's a very very different story and sadly realistic to the the to the yeah. statistics you know I mm. yeah it's interesting um so Alfie is left in charge of the betting shop this week whilst Olga is in a meeting I, I don't know why she's leaving Al- Alfie in charge already Clearly training Alfie. she said training well things. yeah it's I wonder if it's the fact that Al- Olga basically needs more staff because if she's already at the point where she's leaving Alfie <laughs> in charge. <laughs> That is she, a very good point, actually. You know, she, yeah. she, she, she clearly mm. doesn't like Alfie that much anyway. She's clearly very worried about leaving Alfie in charge of anything, never mind the shop. Mm. So it, And rightfully and, so, to be fair to her. Oh, to, to be fair, very rightfully so. She is proven right. Uh, because Phil arrives with um, Tommy and Ernie. I think Bert's gone for a sleepover. But the kid playing Bert wasn't was at school that week, so <laughs> Bert's at a sleepover. I did wonder what that were about, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes that happens with kid actors. Sometimes they're in school learning about arithmetic, arithmetic stuff. If I was a kid, if I could just say, if I was a child actor and I'd been in hard in EastEnders, I would point blank refuse to go to school. Blah, I don't need it. I'm a, I'm a TV star now. I don't I'll need stay on EastEnders forever. I'll stay on EastEnders, thanks. You know, it's. I'm, I'm assuming that the, the show forces the kids to go back to school because I would be kicking off. I'm like, well, the only reason I'm going to school is so I can be, so I can be in EastEnders anyway. So what's the point? You know, it's. Well, needs... you know, some kids, some kids grow up and they're not. Who needs algebra when they're older, though? So who needs algebra when you're in EastEnders? That's what I say. Oh, needs algebra anyway. Who does need algebra anyway? You know, have you ever experienced anything to do with algebra in your real life? Yeah, I use algebra all the time. To be, (laughs) do you for what? Yeah, accounts. What in a way, like yeah. Well, I don't use it as letters, but in a way, it's well, algebra. What algebra what you're is. doing when you're figuring stuff out. If you're using no, but when letters, you're figuring stuff out. Yeah. Okay, but the principle <laughs> I use sometimes, but okay. no, not actually like letters the and prin- stuff. You yeah. use the principle of algebra at work, do you? 
you know what? Someone back me up on this. Rob's acting like I'm an idiot. You know what I'm saying? A suggestion you, of algebra is used. <laughs> right. Reese would be Reese would be backing me up here. Let me tell you. Hey, Reese would be backing you up. And to be fair, <laughs> um. So anyway, Phil drops uh Tommy and uh Ernie at the betting shop because I don't. Yes. Phil needs to go and do some stuff, and Alfie is their dad after all. So he uh well. Uh, dead anyway. Um, and Tommy's clearly in a mood. Like there's clearly something very, very wrong with Tommy. Now Tommy is turning slowly but surely to a teenager, isn't he? It's we're getting to yep. teenage Tommy From now. Hell. Yes, he's sending into that kid. Um mm-hmm. and he is basically in a mood because he obviously told Freddie about what was going on with Graham because he can relate to it because of everything that kind of went yeah. on with his upbringing. So once Alfie gets that out of him as to why he's in a mood and why he told Freddie in the first place, it all kind of goes Pete Tong from there. And Tommy ends up punching him in the stomach. And it's kind of a Phil basically. Well, it's because of the video that then comes out into yes, it after because, he's been drinking at the oh, park. Yeah, with Perry Griffin. We had another one of those scenes where kids were kids. I, I, I where Tommy is basically hanging around with a new group of kids, including Perry Griffin, who was the biggest little shite. I think it's that they've got recently. Like the Perry... biggest bad man that East London's oh. ever seen. Well, I thought it was well. interesting that Bernie turned around, to, turned around at one point and said that Perry Griffin is apparently the most popular kid in school. Like, is that what kids like? It's, I mean, it is. Kids, kids can be cruel, but it's kind of like, you kind of wonder about kids, don't you? If, like, if you look up to somebody like that and that's the most popular kid in school because he's cool it's and probably one problems. of them, isn't it, where... Yeah, but it's probably one where they're like, I need to like him in case he bullies me. It might be one of them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, oh, and he does seem the type. He does seem yeah, exactly. to do that because mm-hmm. Tommy meets him with his mates in the park and, and Perry's got vodka and is kind of coercing Tommy into drinking it, basically. And that's when Alfie turns up, discovers it and tells Tommy off, sends him home. And the kids are filming this and then stick it on Instagram. So that, to- so that Tommy is, are. yeah, because kids are arseholes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so um, Tommy is humiliated and angry. And then, like I say, punches Alfie. And this doesn't go well for Alfie because he is immediately doubled over in pain. And we start to see, ah, there's something else going on with Alfie there, isn't there? Yeah, something else is going on. Uh, We're not the only ones to to spot this because Phil spots this as well. Uh, And Phil kind of spots the signs. The Alfie and Phil scenes this week, I absolutely loved. Brilliant. Really, really enjoyed them. like that as well. Yeah. This is... This is a Clenners era thing, this, isn't, isn't it? it? Let's be honest. Seeing yeah. these characters and their relationships and stuff, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Phil and Alfie, I mean, like you say, yeah, you, like you say, Phil doesn't often get a chance to be someone's mate. I mean, him and Alfie are never going to be no. best mates ever. But I really liked that Phil sort of kind of stood up and was the bigger man this week and was like, yeah, disregarding, you know, what we think about each other because of Cat. it's you clearly need to go to the doctors, you know. You need, clearly need to go yeah. in A because he gets... Um, Alfie to show him uh, what has actually gone on and he's got really massive bruising around his stomach and the reason he mm. does that is because they go to the boxing ring because obviously Phil his his <laughs> response to oh right so Tommy's been hitting both his parents down so the biggest the, the thing to do there is to take him to the boxing den and teach him how to hit properly the book of Mitchell parenting what can you say you know, you know I don't understand this either. When this seems to be a bit of a go to when a kid's violent or showing violent traits, they take oh, yeah. them to a boxing ring. And I think yeah. the idea is that they, they take out channel all the frustrations violence. in the ring. Yeah, channel yeah. their anger. Yeah. But I totally worked. agree with you. If anything, you're just encouraging them to be better at it. <laughs> yeah, because it's always worked well for Phil, hasn't it? Like channeling his anger wow. issues. Yeah, that's really like going to being boxing as a kid. That's really worked well for Phil in his, in his time, hasn't it? It really works for Ben yep. as well, doesn't it? Like, yeah, the channel yeah, really, took a really, really works. In life, yeah. yeah really, yeah. really works. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure for a lot of kids it's actually a really helpful sort of therapeutic thing to do. You'll be yes. amazed to know, Ray, it wasn't something that I ever did <laughs> as a kid. Oh, really, Rob? Were I know, surprising. Boxing? Surprisingly, yeah, I was into boxers, but not boxing. I was just thinking that. <laughs> you know. Um, so it yeah, is. Phil takes uh Alfie to A&E and they hmm. start doing some tests. Blood in his urine, they've got the bruising, he's been going to the loo loads. They suspect that he has prostate cancer. And mm-hmm. Alfie, again, doesn't react well to this, gets drunk. So what's the reaction, isn't it? So when he caught a bad news, well, I'll just get drunk. Uh, and he goes straight to Peggy's bar and starts sort of like getting drunk and he lets Linda down. Interesting but, uh, side note yeah. here with Linda. Linda is thinking mm. of adopting or uh, kind of um, gaining custody 
of Janine's kid. Now, obviously, yes, Mick is the father of that kid. And I can sort of see why she would want to sort of keep Mick's legacy safe like that. But this kid is now living with Ricky. Ricky, there's nothing wrong with Ricky. Ricky would be a perfectly fine parent for this kid to live in. Why would any court in the land look at Linda and think the scorned ex-wife of this woman um, who had the affair with your husband, why would you be the perfect person to have have her kid? Because to be fair, he'd be growing up with Mick's other children who are his siblings, let's not forget, to be fair. So I can kind of see it from that perspective. And I don't know, it'd still be in England for one, Ricky in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's still on, he's still in the same country as his biological mum. I actually think it makes sense. And Mick was looking after Annie at one point. Yeah, I know, but I don't know whether... But I can see it in of, that oh, yeah, respect from yeah, Linda's perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I, I get it. I, I get it from Linda's perspective. Mm. I get why Linda is doing this, although I do yeah. question whether Linda would really... Because obviously, if this happens, Janine's going to be banging her door down as soon as she's released from prison. And is that really yeah, what Linda wants? Because um, mm. like Janine's going to be happy about the fact that Linda has, has a child. Like That's not going to go down well. Yeah. Um, no. But, you know, you say that about the family. She will have her sister, who's the Scarlet's living with Ricky in Germany, and they've, they, she's, she's got loads... This kid will have loads of family oh, yeah, there of course. as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I didn't think I, of Scarlet, actually, yeah. I'm not entirely convinced that the court would be really on Linda's side with this. Mm. And Linda does get advice from a solicitor, and it does seem that that meeting doesn't go well. Right, so okay. I don't know whether we're going to be hearing too much more of this. I get it from Linda's perspective, um, but I feel like she's just being more loyal to Mick rather than thinking about this child's welfare. I think that's more to do with, and uh, maybe even True. trying to get one last kicking for Janine as well, which you can sort of understand. But I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think mm. the court should be on her side with this. I'm not convinced, but we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, but the point of that is that she wanted um, Alfie's help, not even help, but just sort of moral support while she was having the meeting. And he's obviously busy getting drunk, so he forgets about all that. Um, and f- he starts having a go at Phil, who has sort of been trying to look after Alfie this week. And Phil eventually gets the truth out of him about what's been going on, because the doctors have basically turned around and said, yeah, I think you they have not officially diagnosed it, but they basically all but diagnose Alfie with prostate cancer this week. So... It's interesting. I don't think that this is something that Alfie's going to die from, because it's not been announced that, that Shane Richie's leaving the role. No, but surely not. I think it is more mm. about the story of men uh, dealing with symptoms, someone like Alfie dealing with symptoms, proving that it's it's easily, well, not easily cured, but it's got a high curability rate if you catch it early enough. I think it's a good story mm-hmm. to tell. I'm really interested to sort of see how this plays out. And like you said, I thought Shane Ritchie knocked it out of the park this week. This is the sort of thing that Shane Ritchie doesn't get to do that often. And when he does get this sort of serious material, he always really, really delivers with it. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, with regards to Tommy, uh, do you think how we, uh, where, where are we going with Tommy with this? Like, is this the start of Tommy just being a problem child or do you reckon uh, he's going to Yeah, find... I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be, uh, yeah, like, Tommy's a really... Tommy's a really, really good kid actor, isn't he? I, I, I yeah, I've always kind of really rated him. Um, but it's interesting that he has got he's kind of because the thing is, Phil and Alfie are complete polar opposites when it comes to their parenting techniques. And I think it's really, really interesting that Tommy is being pulled between the two of them because he doesn't mm. seem sure about which dad he's supposed to idolize more than the other. I think that he currently idolises Phil, but yeah, I don't. Does. Well, actually, I understand why he don't like Alfie as much. Alfie weren't there for him, and then he's found mm. out he's not even his real yeah. dad. Yeah. I did wonder. Do you think they're trying to show some Michael Moon traits in him? Maybe. Yeah, there is that. There is that distinct possibility. It's mm. yeah. I mean, you can. The thing is about EastEnders. It's always it always kind of goes back on its own history really, really well, and really, and quite often. And normally, the apple never tends to fall far from the tree. So, I mean, a very big kind of exception to that was when Scarlett came along and her and Janine could not have been more yeah, different. True. But they don't tend to do that so much with father and son. You know, look at Phil's mm. offspring, look at, you know. So Tommy is... The thing is with Michael, he was a very sort of... He was very ultra-manipulative. He wasn't necessarily violent. So I don't so I don't know whether it's going to kind of work in quite the same way. I remember way. him being aggressive there. He I was aggressive. He was quite aggressive. He was Especially very aggressive. with Janine. Yeah, but he wasn't 
not in the way that Tommy's doing it right now. Like he wasn't kind right, of yeah. constant. He like, was much more. Yeah, sort of, okay. He was much more darker and brooding rather than sort of outright aggressive and violent, like someone like Phil is, for example. Mm. So yeah, I I think the the pulling between Alfie and Phil is interesting, and Kat needs to really start paying attention to this. I think as she when she comes back because where Kat was Kat to... this week? Oh, she was, was with Little Mo. She was with Little Mo, wasn't she? Her and Jean went to see Little Mo because obviously Freddie came, came Freddie came back and they then went to deal with Little Mo. We are definitely not seeing right. Little Mo at any point during the storyline. I think that was basically confirmed no, this week, wasn't it? Shame. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, really, really good stuff with the Alfie Alfie this week. I'm interested to see, sort of see this story play out. Um, and I'm and I'm looking forward for because sh- sh- I've kind of thought that Alfie has been a little bit pointless since he came back thus far. So it's nice yeah. that Alfie has got this big story to do. But will this bring him and Cat closer together? Is the question. Is Phil mm. going to regret being so good to him with this because? You kind of feel that Cat would be really, really worried about Alfie. She, he is the father of her children. That that connection is never going to go away. So, I mm-hmm. wonder whether this might be the thing that brings Alfie and Cat back together. I do wonder. What do you think? Possibly, possibly. Well, if it does, then yeah, it all lines up for Christmas Day, doesn't it? Does indeed. Does indeed. Saying, yes. About I mean, will they actually get married? I don't. Hmm. I don't know because Cat does show moments where she, where you can see her looking at Alfie and you think, yeah, I don't think they will. I'm I'm rooting for Cat and Phil now. I really like Cat and Phil, so I'm thinking yeah. that they weren't, but I could be wrong. Who knows? I mean, what do you think? Do you think that Cat and Phil are going to make it down the aisle Christmas Day, or, or is this going to be the start of Alfie and Cat? getting closer again stick your comments in the comment section below or by using any of the social media outlets that we should give you at the end of the show right that was the stories this week who are you giving your gold star to this week Ray? um alfie one star alfie, for alfie definitely alfie yep. yeah he's he's changed my opinion of him this week i've uh, really good. enjoyed shane richie and him being more in a mm-hmm. serious role and i think it really suits him and we're getting a bit more to alfie other than chasing cat and Mm-hmm. you know being dad to his kids so yeah alpha marvelous and i you? think i will give mine to eve because her piece was amazing this week and really really nice scenes for eve it's not we've not seen this side of eve before so it's it's like it's, it's that it's, like, it's similar to the alpha thing it's nice to give to explore these different layers of the characters so yeah really nice stuff with eve this week so yeah 100 yeah, percent. eve gets my gold star uh right final part of the section of the podcast ladies and gents is comments from you guys So, Rob, we're going to go straight to our comments this week. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's from our YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, this one is from Unsafe68, who says, Always love the two of you. Great show, as always. I do oh. disagree about Reese, though. I oh. think there's a dark side coming, or at least something changing in the situation with Debbie. I think there's going to be something else to the story. So, obviously, that's in relation to last week yes. and what we were saying about Reese and how we love Reese. Yeah, we um, do. We got a lot of people, well, yeah. A lot of people has, have have got in touch with us saying about like how we're wrong, basically. <laughs> Which I get, I do get. I do the, as well. Yeah. The thing is, though, I don't know. Saying that he's basically going to be a criminal. I mean, the thing is, mm. you've got to bear in mind how much Reese um kind of freaked out whenever anybody kind of gave him the option of like when Keanu was asking him to fill the books. Like he had no idea how to cope yeah. with that. I do not think that Reese is happy with himself for doing what he's doing with the money from Debbie's account. I don't think he's enjoying that he's there. It's just I mean, I guess I guess we haven't seen enough. All we saw was him looking at the bank account and then we didn't really see yeah. his reaction about it. And is he gonna start are we gonna start seeing little scenes where he's looking really guilty and shifty Maybe. about it? We I don't but I do understand what people are saying. But I hope that mm. people don't think that me and Robert condoning what he's doing. We're just saying we really enjoy his character. Oh, I am. Um, Definitely do that. That's what you should do in that situation. It's absolutely the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um and Tammy Table on Facebook says, Okay, I still think Suki could be pregnant. I don't know how old she is or if she's menopausal, but maybe, maybe not though. Could be anything. I don't know why I thought that lady would be Eve's long lost sister or something. I forgot about her sister dying in a crash. To be fair. 
the, that scene where he revealed what happened was so long ago and it was actually just i think it was just the one scene so it was easy to forget that in yeah. fairness so i understand why people mm-hmm. were maybe a little bit confused at first uh tammy goes on to say my poor sweet alfie i want to give him the biggest hug linda knows something is up and i'm sure she will quickly find out I love how quickly Anna caught on to what Bobby was doing, like she is portrayed as kind of thick. And usually in those kind of scenes, the other person is just like, you're acting really weird. Are you okay?" But she was instantly like, oh, no, I've got to nip this in the bud. This is what I mean when I say about Anna and Bobby. I really, really ship them together. I think they're going to be really, really good together. But there are obviously problems to come for the relationship of Bobby and Anna which leads us into discussing the trailer that was released this week. Very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So Cindy's on her way back in the next couple of weeks. Yes. And it looks like it's all going to kick off. The proverbial is going to hit the fan. Well, we've got Cathy. He was like, thought you were dead. It's like, you're yeah. on Cathy. Oh, well, exactly. Um... Like, what's the response going to be to that? You know, like, yeah. what do you say to someone like Cathy who is accusing you as you should be dead? Well, so should you, love. You know, pot kettle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of interesting little tidbits in that trailer. First of all, you've got the fact yes. that Ian and Sharon are having a chat together in the Vic. Now, are they, mm-hmm. how quickly will they have put their differences aside seeing as though Sharon tried to kill Ian? <laughs> like, is that, I think, they gonna I think they're going to quickly, I think it'll be quite a quickly, they've put it to the side and Sharon's going to be like, do you really trust Cindy? You know, I that's mean, all, that's what I'm seeing. To be fair, if Ian is going to get back with someone like Cindy, I don't think he can be that angry with Sharon. In all in all fairness, you know, at yeah, least they've exactly. got that. In, they've mm-hmm. got that in common. You know, both of them have been married mm-hmm. to Ian, and both of them tried to kill him. So I feel him. like yep. Ian can't exactly stay angry at Sharon for long if he's going to be back with Sharon. Um, mm-hmm. Back with Cindy, sorry. Um, so yes, obviously the Cindy and Kathy scenes are upcoming. I can't wait for them. That's going to be electric, and I'm really looking forward to seeing Sharon and Ian um, spending some more time together on screen. It's going to be great to have Ian back. Bobby's looking all concerned, so obviously something to do with Bobby is going to be kicking off. Mm. Um, the girls are still to find out who who uh, who their mum is. George is looking all concerned, looking at the uh, looking at his laptop and looking well, at pictures. I did think Ian was looking a bit shifty, and it looks like Ian's going to be trying his best to make Cindy not bump into the nights somehow. Mm. I'm wondering yeah, that because that. we saw him look at yeah, exactly. So yeah, very exciting. Very stuff. exciting. And then right at the end, of August. then right at the end of it, Cindy looks really annoyed, really angry at somebody. Like she's what? having an argument with somebody. Who's that going to be with? It could be anybody. Ooh. In all honesty, anyone really, on square. <laughs> really could be anybody. <laughs> I can't yep. wait. Could be very, very good. Yes, 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 yes. Um. So if you would like to get in touch with us about anything to do with EastEnders, past, present, or future, please feel free to do the following. You can find us on Facebook on Albert Square After. Dark, on instagram and twitter at e20 after dark don't forget to like and subscribe to our youtube channel albert square after dark and find us on all your favorite podcast sites or you can drop us an email at e20 after dark podcast at gmail.com do it do it do it do it do it um next week ladies and gentlemen i do believe we might be getting the start of the bills returning because i think peter might be back next week i think, I think he, might. he might be right rob might. i've seen that and he looks gorgeous, just what I say. <laughs> God, here we go. Oh, I, I love that. Uh, so I, I greatly look forward to that. And we shall be discussing all the ins and outs of that return same time next week. Be there. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. See y'all. Bye.